Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you to the ESW, Jay, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Sea Dog, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Alice Dash, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Payne, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Run for Cover, Serenity Deb, Liv, and Ruby R. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. One of Rara's hills that she always insists on dying on is the idea that you wait 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 why am i saying this hold on rara what is it bdsm is not always about sex i don't know how many times we've said this probably a few thousand at this point because it's my favorite thing to get her to yell about wait 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 rara what is it bdsm is not always about sex i swear to god it's funnier every time because she just gets this look on her face like of just like i want to kill just pure unadulterated okay i don't know what face that is but that's it's, my angry face that's not an angry face it's that's my just... my angry eyes oh you you have angry eyes mrs potato head <laughs> <laughs> i have angry eyes <laughs> you just ruined the whole opening of the show thank you you're welcome <laughs> i can't I hate this part. She makes me laugh until I choke, and then I basically, ch- and then I'm fighting vomit for the, the rest of the time. <laughs> My God, vomit is a hard limit. Then stop making me laugh Purple. that hard. Purple. <laughs> hey, at least we got past the one minute mark this time before we lost it. Yay! Podcast first. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay. And hey, again, another podcast first. We talked about the the whole point of the episode before the one minute mark. Yeah, yes. We did the thing. We did a thing. Yeah, it was one of our goals. Is one of our our New to Year's try resolutions. To be a little, <laughs> a little, little less more vague <laughs> in the beginnings of the podcast. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> okay, so for those of you playing along with our drinking game, you are now smashed. <laughs> Somebody actually asked in our patron group if they can play the drinking game and not die from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> the answer what, is do no. They, do they get a trophy? We should make something. 
We, I mean, we've got plenty of artists. I, I feel like maybe we should make a T-shirt. I played the PK drinking game and didn't die. die. <laughs> <laughs> it took. I only did it for one episode, which is why I'm still alive. <laughs> Anybody binging our episodes? Please play the drinking game with water. Yes, play responsibly. Don't. I guess listen responsibly. Listen, <laughs> listen responsibly. <laughs> pink responsibly. Oh, I like that. That should be another slogan. You you brought in the pink. You made me happy. Yeah. Thank well, you. I say good morning, pinksters, and welcome new pinkster. That's what our patrons are called. Makes me happy. I know. I try to make you happy because then you don't try to make me do social media. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my one and only goal in life is so that Rara doesn't make me do social media. I don't know that I could give it up at this point. I may be a tad bit addicted. I'm just saying. Teeny bit. But like, just in case you get sick or something, oh, yeah. just so you know, you're still doing it. I don't care if you're on your damn deathbed. I can't. You're going to have to h- literally hire somebody else to do it. Did I ever tell you the funny story about Probably. when I was a kid and I had my tonsils out? <laughs> yes. I do actually know okay. this story. <laughs> I had my tonsils out and I was I was seven years old. So I'm in I'm in my hospital bed because this was the old days, folks. So we didn't do outpatient. I got mm-hmm. to spend the night. And my parents are at my bedside and the doctor comes in to let them know everything went well and all that. And I was busy talking up a storm and my father just looked over at the doctor and said, I thought you said she wouldn't be able to talk. I got a story for you as well. <laughs> You've probably heard this one. But at approximately, I, so I'm not a parent, so I'm I'm going by like things that people have told me. But you, as a mom, should probably know this one. At the two year old approximate age is when the doctor says, "Okay, are they speaking in complete sentences yet?" That's like a developmental thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Doctor says to my mom, "Is she speaking in complete sentences?" My mother goes, "No." Doctor looks at her and goes, "Wait, what?" And he and then mom says, "Paragraphs." <laughs> So, yes, lifelong shit for us, uh, which has turned into this lovely podcast. Which is why we can talk and talk and talk and talk. Rara, more than me, clearly. (laughs) Three hours on a damn live. I can't do that. Did three hours of a damn live, and then I did a voice chat for two more hours afterward. Uh, No. No. You'd, You'd be lucky to get me in the voice chat, just because, like, I have to talk all day, and sometimes I'm like, no, I just want to listen. Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. I get home and I still talk to, to daddy, but you know. Anyway, so, so let's talk about kink, shall we? Yeah. Um, that is kind of the point of the podcast. And <laughs> even though we said the title and the topic doesn't necessarily mean we had to stick with it. That wasn't part of the New Year's resolution. Damn, we need to be more specific. Yes, we need to be more Pacific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Rara already screamed her thing, so I'm not going to make her do it again. No, don't, don't do it. I saw you opening your mouth. Don't do it. <laughs> But what the the episode is supposed to be about is there's a lot of, again, I believe this started from a TikTok. Yeah. Well, let's cr- start from a TikTok question. Not a kerfuffle? Not a kerfuffle, a question. Oh, so it still starts with a k- And it says, what can you do as a platonic kink? And I do really like this question. I think I've seen this on Reddit several times, too. In fact, on our Reddit episode where we answered the questions... They did say, what are some other things we can do that are not sexual in our relationship that still relate to BDSM? And Rara's and my first reaction to this was everything, everything, all the things you name it, you can come up with something. And again, it all comes down to Rara's favorite mountain, molehill. What is this one? Molehill. (laughs) 
Well, you make hill, a mountain. It's a hill. It's a mountain. You know, the make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, you do that a lot. Do I? Yeah. Do I really? Yeah. Or do I just have a whole lot of mountains? No, like basically everything on TikTok can, is a is a molehill, except for the idiot who said that littles and daddies are pedophiles. Oh, so that that mountain is acceptable. That was freaking Everest. Yeah. No, I just everybody gets a dan. Here's the confusion, right? If you look up the definition of kink, it mentions sex in it. Yeah, so if you actually look up the definition, once you get past being a twist or a curl or something to well, do at with which a I hose, accept we're twisted. I'm totally okay with it. It's twisted. part of our thing, you right? know, the twisted side stay, of kink. Stay pretty, stay safe, stay twisted. Absolutely, yeah. that's our thing. But when you keep going down the thing, it's a slang term for a bizarre or unconventional sexual preference or behavior. I will accept bizarre. I will especially accept unconventional because 100% this is not mainstream, socially acceptable behavior, activities, whatever you want to call it. But sexual, I'm going to disagree. As I'm sure plenty of people will agree with with us on that stance. Yes. And here is, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I actually heard this on Sunny Megatron's the American uh, American Sex Podcast. Love that one. Right. Recently if, got into it over the break. It's right. If you if you don't listen to it, you should. It's great. It's excellent. She talks about kink, but she also talks about other things. She set kink up this way, and I'm totally stealing it because I love it. She said, "Yes, it is sexual. It is practices that turn you on, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean turn you on sexually. Could it turn? It turns your brain on. Mm, I like that." Right? Perks you up a little bit? Perks you up a little bit there. It it gets a vibe going. Awesome. Coffee is a kink. Well, we've established coffee <laughs> is a kink. No, that's interesting because I can actually pinpoint – this is going to sound bizarre. You know, you know how a lot – well, I guess it works because bizarre is part of the definition. I've talked about my auditory kink before, how the cello specifically or different Which accents. Which I find so fascinating, the cello specifically. It's it's always specifically the cello. Now, um, sometimes violin, like Lindsey Sterling playing, always like really does like perk me up a little bit. But it's always just been the cello for me. I specifically love that deep resonance of it. And I remember the day when I was a senior in high school. And I was watching somebody paint in art class. And I was, I don't know why I wasn't doing my own stuff, but I I was just watching this friend of mine who I had no sexual attraction to whatsoever. He was painting and it was just so good. And whatever technique he was doing was really, really, it was zinging it for me. And I got turned on. Like I actually got horny watching him paint. From that point on, I started watching whenever I would watch people do anything artistic, not just playing a musical instrument, not just create. It was literally watching somebody create media. I could watch Bob Ross and just be like, oh, yeah, you are a fascinating individual. Yeah. And I think it has mostly to do with I really, really appreciate creativity in all its forms. Anything out of the ordinary artistic wise. A different technique. Like I really wanted to go to the Van Gogh exhibit that's in DC right now because it's like an interactive version of it. I thought that was- You have to cut your ear off? Is that how you interact? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> but apparently it's just I've heard I've read reviews and it's not as good as it was supposed to be, but I love the idea of interacting with anything creative. And I think that also woke up my voyeurism side, watching people do something that I find creative in any way or sexy sexy in any way. That gets my goat. My example or gets is me going when I do rope suspension, right? My rope suspension partner is my friend, one of my closest, dearest friends. There is nothing sexual going on between us. I don't. I I kiss her on the cheek as a friendly kiss, like you do with family members. But that's it. We don't we don't play with each other sexually. We don't do anything sexual. When she is putting rope on my body, yes, she'll touch my breasts because she has to move them out of the way to get the rope because they're big and they're in the way. <laughs> now, here's what's fascinating. When we do rope, it is a form of art for us. It's a form of art to watch, too. Right? I am the clay that she is molding and with the rope. But I'm also getting wet as fuck, which is something she just loves to point out loudly. loudly. can be. So here we go. Simple Beauty, I'm beating you to the punch. I've just announced to the entire listener base of Pink Kink Podcast, rope makes me wet. So it just makes me itchy. Right? <laughs> yeah that happens too so here's the interesting fascinating thing right so i obviously must be turned on because i'm wet and yet not once does it cross my mind about sex or having sex and i'm not thinking "Ooh, i really want an orgasm now because i'm turned on and i'm wet it just happens that i don't mm -hmm. think about well okay so just talking about watching people do art that made me feel a little bit tingly Ooh, your lady bits tingly? I'm a little bit tingly right now. And if I went home and fucked Daddy J right now, I'd probably have a pretty good orgasm. But I'm not sitting here going, okay, I need an orgasm right now. That's not even... I mean, I, ha I have toys. Oh, I know. You got plenty of toys. I could probably do it. I, I see the Sibian over there yeah. that I could immediately hop on, which I still haven't done, by the oh, way. Oh, man, we really got to make that happen. Dang. I, you've had it for how long and I haven't gotten on that puppy? Uh, two years now? More than two years? No, because you've had it way more than way two longer, years. Way longer, because I had it like probably two years before the pandemic. So, so like four, four years. years. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't done that yet. It is on my bucket list. So Excellent. we'll make know, that happen. Make it happen. But I'm not sitting here going, you know, thinking about the cello and, and I need to fuck right now. Like, no. And here's an example that I brought up to people, too. All right. Let's take, for instance, you and daddy, right? Mm -hmm. You are married. You have sex. We do? I know. Oh, shit. I knew I forgot something. Is every part of your dynamic about sex? No. Not even close. And, and that's when people say it's about sex. Not all of it is. I mean, yes, could you have a dynamic where part of it is, is that, let's say in a male, male dominant female submissive, the female submissive has to suck the male's dick, right? That would be one way. Let's say female dom, male submissive, she's going to peg him. Absolutely, it could incorporate. But you also have where the submissive will cook the dominant dinner. That's actually that's not sexual. Nope. That's one of our things. I do the majority of the cooking and we do that because I enjoy cooking. If I didn't enjoy cooking, it would be more of a chore, but I genuinely enjoy the process and I enjoy complicated versions of it. So one of the things that daddy does is he picks out what we have for dinner. Like we pre-plan a menu for the week 
And then that's what I cook. And he, I make suggestions, but for the most part, he controls what I cook. And that's part of our dynamic. And that's something we negotiated, agreed on. And I'm like, yes, this is a great thing that we're going to be doing. How the fuck is that sexual? Well, okay, I guess I get a little turned on when he like loves the food so much. And he goes, oh, my God, thank you, baby girl. That was delicious. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, that's that's more of a proud moment, though. Yeah, I, I get mean, a little wiggly, but I don't get like super hot and horny. Right. So it's like this idea that BDSM kink is just sexual really doesn't take into account all the non-sexual components that are involved in your relationship. I gave you one of my subs to clean your basement. Yeah. He cleaned my house, yep. did my laundry. It was great. So people need to remember that when asked, well, what what is what can you do as a platonic king? The answer is everything. I've done wax play with a friend. I've done impact play with a friend. I've done knife play with a friend. I've done fire play with a friend. I've done rope with a friend. I've done all the same things. I've done electro with a friend. I've done, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm running out of things. If I've done it, I've done Needles. it with friends. Needles. Staples. Staples with friends. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to electro because that's the thing I do the most. I very rarely have a sexual component to that, even though it is a kink, even though... So the the more the person screams and yells and, you know, is making all the noises and wriggling and writhing, the more I love it. And I do get kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, Your lady bitch tingle. I get a little bit tingly. But I'm not, again, going to jump on the table and ride them because of it. And I very rarely and only with certain people will let them get off to it. Do you remember that time we had that three-way orgasm race? Oh, yes. How could I forget? That only, was a highlight. Only one of those things was blatantly sexual. The Sibian. Yes. And then the other two was Electro and Spanking? She was on Spanking Bench. It was an impact scene. Right, an impact scene. But now that is, but that couple is a committed couple who have a sexual relationship. Yep. I did not have a sexual relationship with the person who was on my table. And then we all decided to have this race, and then we busted out Hitachis just to compete with the Sibian. Yeah. But we don't have a sexual relationship. It was just – it was a game. And everybody consented to the game. But we weren't just having an orgy throw down in the middle of the – in the middle of the floor there. If you go to a Dungeon 101 night and you go to the different demo tables that people tend to have at these nights – you're doing BDSM kink without it being sexual. Right. You don't know this person from Holland. I mean, listen, you may be somebody who's into stranger sex. Some people like it. It's a it's a kink. It is a th it is a thing. Uh, didn't we talk about sexual tourism at one point? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. I'm in I'm in town. Let's fuck. Not my kink. Nope, not me either. Get to be yours. But I mean, look, I've gone to swinger parties. Don't know the people there. Now, the funny thing is, is the person who I, I mean, I usually swing with my partner. And then the one person that I did swing with was actually somebody I knew because I'd met them at a munch a couple times. And we just happened to run into each other at the swinger party. But yeah, it's, there are people who go, they don't know anybody. And that's part of the fun and the excitement. I, yeah. And again, that's just not something I would do. That's, that is definitely a kink for some people, but. Now, I've gone out with people and known them for like an hour or two and then and then hooked up with them. I've done that in my early 20s. But 
I don't actually think I could just randomly look at a person and fuck them. Yeah, I can. <laughs> you don't have to sound guilty about it. You do you, but like I well, again, I'm I'm very your auditory, I'm very visual. And I can look at somebody and go, I want to do you. Okay. Thinking about that now, if the person had a really hot accent, I'm thinking about it and maybe, maybe if they had like a really, really good voice that was like super, even then, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to actually think about that. Some people can separate the emotions from the sex. I used to be able to. I used to not be able to. Now I can. <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't I haven't had any desire to to have sex with anybody since I met Daddy. That's awesome. I, it's it's more of a he actually fulfills everything part of it. It's not like we're monogamish. We are allowed to go out and do what we want with other people. I just haven't wanted to because I'm I'm fulfilled. Yeah, I was in a mono-poly relationship where I was mono and my partner was poly. And I wasn't mono because I don't believe in poly. I just hadn't found anybody else. You were just mono for the time being. I was mono at the time because there was nobody else who interested me. Yeah, I guess that's where I'm at right now. There's just nobody else I have the desire to go and do anything with. But, you know, I'll still do electro. We still go and do other stuff. And, you know, oh, and he's had blowjobs from other people. Mostly because I'm like, hey, this is your present. Wouldn't know about that. Nope. 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 Don't know what you're talking about. You weren't his birthday gift no, for a couple of years no, running. Nope. Nope. No nothing. <laughs> uh, and I look, I really, I do understand the confusion because we'll look at my, my world, right? I, I will say that I do platonic kink. I'm completely naked. Mm-hmm. They, I will tell you that nobody's, I shouldn't say that. In some instances, depending upon the type of scene we're doing, they're not touching my pussy, but sometimes they are. I mean, my rope top, if she's getting the rope around my inner thighs, there is touching of the pussy lips. I've done fire play where there was fire fucking. Obviously, fingers were touching my pussy. So was the fire. Fire was too. Uh, uh, I do, on impact, my boobs are getting touched. Because I'm getting impact on my boobs, my one my one top will cover my nipples because mm-hmm. I don't like my nipples being hit. So yes, I am naked, hands are on genitals, and yet I say it's not sexual, and that is a hard concept for some people to wrap their heads around. To them, the nudity, the touching of the genitals, that all falls under the sexual category. But to you, since you can separate it, and in that respect, yes, I can separate it because I'm touching naked bodies all the time with my hands, with my tongue when I'm doing electro. But there's no happy ending, I guess, is where my line is. Well, that's one of that's an interesting question. So if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, you know that I started a series for 2022 called 365 Days of Kink. And it's a book by Kink Academy, great book, where each day you answer a question and it's it helps you in your kink journey and identifying things. And one of the first questions was, is an orgasm required for a scene? No, no. It isn't, to take off on that, is an orgasm required for sexual contact? 
sexual to, for it to be considered sexual does there have to be an orgasm involved there are some people who think that it's not a sa- satisfying sexual encounter if there's not an orgasm that they feel the whole purpose behind fucking is to have the orgasm i don't i can fuck daddy j and not have an orgasm and be perfectly satisfied and i call them mental orgasms now for me if i'm fucking there better damn will be an orgasm <laughs> they're just otherwise well i don't see the point Okay, so for me, uh, but I, I understand and respect and accept. I don't think you're wrong that you're totally okay without having it. I know for me, part of it is I orgasm so damn easily that if you can't bring me to orgasm, what the fuck's going on? I mean, like, seriously, you blow on my nipple. Boom, I've had an orgasm. Yeah, and I guess that's part of it because I don't. It takes some work for me to do so. I'm in a situation right now where two of my vibrators are broken. The ones that I use when I fuck daddy. Oh, no. Yeah. And I cannot find a decent replacement that I like. Oh, we have to get you the one that I have. The Thunderstick. No, I have two of those. I have a Hitachi and a Thunderstick. But positioning wise, it doesn't work while having sex. Ah, gotcha. That was what I was going with. And then my little clit sucker, because of positioning, again, we have to be, it can only works in a certain position. Or else it, it just hurts. If I don't come, but he does, and he like will scream or do whatever when because I've trained him to do so. Um, when uh, when he does, that satisfies me mentally enough that I'm okay with not orgasming. I'll get mine eventually, and that's that's you know where I call that the edging part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll roll over. I'll grab my little clit sucker or the thunderstick or whatever the hell we're using. But it's been a few weeks since I had my little vibrate thing that we could use while we were having sex. Yeah, so. that gets a little more complicated finding one that can fit into the groove. And these two were fucking perfect. And they're both I'm broken. Sorry. I'm sorry. He laughs at me so hard, too, because I tried. I I, tr- I replaced the batteries in the other one, and it's not the batteries. Yeah. It's I'm the, on my second thunderstick. I, fir- I killed the first thunderstick. Well, it's the wire. Every time I move, the wire, like, pulls. Yeah. And it comes out, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. See, and for me, I, I seriously, I mean, I can have clitoral, vaginal, anal orgasms. It just, you just look at me funny, and I will, or I've even orgasmed once from just nipple play. I hate you. I know. That's not fair. And I and for me, a sex session to have double digit orgasms is not unheard of. Again, no fair. The highest I ever got was nineteen. Yeah, I broke twenty once, and then that was really that. See, that was a challenge that my dom gave me. I had to keep count. Mm-hmm. Which once you start having a certain number, it's really hard to concentrate to know how many you mm-hmm. had. So yeah, the, I don't even know how I got to that point. He must have had just a ridiculously good voice. I think that was it. I remember I remember who this was. Whew. Anyway, but I I don't do as easily. But again, back to the whole playing with others thing. I wanna I wanna bring up one point. Even sex can be a service that is not sexual. Please explain. When I fucked you with the strap on. Oh yeah. I remember that. Well it was sexual for me. Yeah, not for me. I was just having a good time. Perf- I was literally performing a you service. Were, you were service topic. Yeah, because she'd with never strap on. She had never had strap on sex at that point. See, find yourself a friend who's willing to fuck you with a strap on so you can check it off your bucket list. That's the kind of friend you need in your life. <laughs> just saying. 
that's your ride or die bitch that's, right there. <laughs> that's what you need to find. That's a good friend. God, I don't even know how long ago and that was. And then you can return the favor by sucking her husband's dick because these are the kind of friends you need in Absolutely. your life. Absolutely. <laughs> this is like, see, the give and take in our dynamic is just beautiful. <laughs> What? Other people don't have friends, friendships like that? I don't understand. Other people don't have their best friends suck their husband's dick? I don't understand. As a birthday present? And people think we're weird. Why? What? I don't understand. Well, you know, the definition did say bizarre. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> I tell you what, though. My my ultimate fantasy, again, I actually got to do this. I, I actually got to have this experience. And it was not, I didn't have sex. I um I directed two subs to do certain things to each other while I sat on the couch and watched and just told them what to do. And that is absolutely considered a kink. Yep. And therefore, a platonic kink cuz you're not the one who had the sex. I wasn't doing shit. Uh, there was I was fully clothed the whole time just because they were rolling on the floor naked doing things to each other, but it was like the voyeurism the auditory, because they were both noisy bitches, um, and the the ordering people, the dominance, I guess, and the sadism a little bit in there too, because I had I had this um, one guy doing something that he found very humiliating, and again, we this was something he and I had discussed for probably ten years. This was my very first sub. Ten years later, I finally got the chance to do this for scene for him. And, you know, he got off. It was great for him. Nothing for me. But see here, and we go back Actually, to that. did he get off? I don't know that he did. Oh. But this goes back to the definition that, like, Sonny gave. You got off on it. You didn't get off sexually. Mentally, I sure as fuck did. Exactly. You got off mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of it that people don't understand. You can get off on something without it being sexual. It's just, um, think of it more, yes, you can be sexually satisfied, but have you never been mentally satisfied with something? Emotionally sated by something? When my Giants beat the undefeated <laughs> Patriots in the Super Bowl and fucked up Tom Brady and his perfect record, I got a supreme amount of satisfaction from that. <laughs> There's nothing sexual about it, folks. I don't think that's a kink, rah-rah. No. Wait, no. Your kink is being right. So, yeah, yeah. maybe. (laughs) Well, no. Fucking Tom Brady is a kink. Trust me, for some of us. Okay. Fucking Fucking him him over? Yes. (laughs) Fucking him over. For some, it's fucking him. For some, it's fucking him over. Well, no. Your your fucking kink is um, Chris Evans. Oh, please, dear God. Your mouth to God's ears. (laughs) The man is just beautiful. (laughs) He's so my type, looks-wise. And everything. I mean, I can only go by what I see in public. He seems like everything would be my type. Yeah, we all know but, my rebuttal to that. Let's go, Momoa. But without knowing what, how much of that is the, the public relations persona and how much is real. Okay, but, but have you ever heard Jason Momoa grunt? Uh, the grunt, grunting doesn't do anything for me. Oh, him as Khal Drogo going, ugh. There's like, a whole, oh, yeah, okay. baby. <laughs> see, then I need to introduce you to growl TikTok. <sighs> Where no. all these all these dominants, men and women, growl. And I just kind of go, whatever, scroll. Yeah, that, that doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. The thought of that does nothing for me. I, I, but I also don't identify as primal. I don't either. And I'll still take 
Jason Momoa doing that. I know. That. We have to bring in some experts because I really want to do an episode on Primal. It seems to be a very big thing. Yeah, I think I have absolutely zero experience with that. So we would we would 100% need an expert for that. If you know anybody or if you are an expert on that, if you've taught classes, written a book, have anything to contribute to this, please message Or us. know of somebody who teaches classes in Primal or wrote a book on Primal. Yes, we would love out. to. We would love to hear about it, please. But it has been an ongoing battle. Now, in my community, in, in our community, you go to parties, you go to events. You very rarely see people having sex. Um, the exceptions being when you used to do swinger crossover events. Well, that's because I had swingers mm-hmm. at the party. And the swingers wanted to have sex. And we let them because people consented. Yeah. Um, and we also used to have beds out. I don't recall in recent years if it's just a kink event, like if it's just BDSMers and kinky people. Um, we used to have one couple in particular, a poly oh, couple, the swing. a poly couple. She, they were not married. She had a husband, but this was her, her poly partner. They pretty much ended every party with having sex. But part of that was also because that was like their date night. Right. To come to the party and do that. Um, we do have another couple who are a committed, well, they're both poly, but they're, but it's committed romantic partnership that they've had for years. They're not DS. They end every scene with an orgasm. Yep. That's a that's, very loud orgasm. That's their, their shtick, right? But how often do you actually see people having orgasms at the dungeon parties other than that couple? Not, not often. Not at all. Um, uh, okay. So the last one I remember doing is with, um, our special friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's become quite the electro slut. She really, really likes this one particular implement that I have, the acupuncture pen, and is very susceptible to it. So she'll get all hot and bothered. And then just because I like to mess with her a lot, and yeah, I have permission from both of them to do this, just so you guys know, I will put the acupuncture pen on her clip. And I didn't realize it once, but I think I did it for about 20 minutes. And I was like, she should be orgasming by now. I didn't realize that she had been for 20 minutes. She just did it quietly? She just, because when she does, she goes, ah, ah, ah. And then it rolls into another one and she like kind of goes, ah, again. Yeah, see, that's when I'm more like, ooh. No, she's like holding her breath or something mm-hmm. to to do it. And I I didn't comprehend that. And then I just kept going. And she never said red. She never said stop. She made no signal whatsoever. So she was having a great time. I bet. And afterwards, when I finally said, okay, are you, did you come yet? She goes, yep. I was like, oh, really? When? She goes, the whole time. I was like, oh, cool. Let's do that every time. She goes, yes, please. <laughs> so now whenever she comes to me at a party, she just kind of side eyes the pen. And I'm like, oh, you want that? All right, we'll do that. One of the things that I've discovered, especially since doing the podcast and, and all the social media and therefore meeting people way outside of our kink community, is the sheer number of people who do kink just at home with their committed romantic partner. Yeah, I used to be one of those people until I moved back here. Um, let's see, I was in the community from, well, not at large, but I was a B 
BDSM kinkster when I was 19. When I was 25, I moved away, spent about six years in a different state, came back, and then I started going out to parties. And I think if that's the case, if that's what you're doing, you are in a committed romantic partner partnership and you're doing kink together, I get why you might not understand it's not all about the sex. Mm-hmm. For a lot of you, especially if you're married and you have children, you probably do predominantly bedroom kink because, you know, kids, cock blockers, they get in the <laughs> way of lots of stuff. Dyna- <laughs> cock blockers, dynamic blockers. It's amazing. Kid, Amazing kid number two is ever born because kid number one is causing causing problems. Just wait till they go to sleep, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, and then you learn to be really quiet. Oh god, that's that would suck. I laugh. I had a I had a Dom who complained I was too quiet when I orgasmed. I'm like, it's from years of being a parent and sharing a bedroom wall with one of my kids. You learn to orgasm really quietly. You think? And I just never undid that. You I've learned to lock the door because my fuzzy toddler comes in and interrupts everything. Have you ever been watched? My, ca- I had a cat that used to like to watch. Uh, yes. And, and I felt so judged because cat. Yeah. And I just <laughs> felt judged. Like I was waiting for the cat to stick up a sign. 6.5. Just- <laughs> no, please. The cat would put up a two. Yeah, probably. The cat would be a complete bitch about it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have learned to lock the door. We had an experience one or two times where we were just like, oh, shit. See, but then you run into the problem of now the kid knows what the signal is. Door's locked. I know what mom and dad are doing. Nap time. Mommy needs a nap. Don't bother mommy. There you go. Daddy's going to nap too. Mm-hmm. That's what I told the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get why it's hard for them to wrap their head around the fact that platonic kink exists because the only experience they've ever had is with a committed relationship partner that included sex right and what's really funny is my committed relationships with my partners that have included sex are not the people i usually kinked with yep i do remember that you you completely separated your kinky and your sexy right and i still do it now diesel is not a kinkster so He's been to my parties. He's watched me kink. Did you kink with your pro-dom girlfriend? Occasionally. Basically, what would happen is that when we'd go out to an event, she would be my backup. If I couldn't do an impact scene with somebody else, then she would step up and do the impact scene with me because she knows I, wa- needed, it. I needed it and I enjoy it. But most of the time, no. Interesting. Oh, shit. <laughs> One. One. So it was... Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it has begun. All right. We're even now, the one and one. So <laughs> slate's clean. We start over again. It was... People were very surprised by that. They really... They looked at us and people assume I'm submissive, which mm-hmm. is really funny because while I am and I pref- much prefer it in my kink... Once you get outside of kink, there's nothing fucking submissive about me at all. Nope. And in this relationship with her, as a pro-dominant who also was a dom- had, had submissive male partners, I was pretty much the dominant one in our relationship. Yeah, I can see that. And it was because our relationship didn't really involve kink as much as we were both kinksters. We'd go to parties. I'd go off and top and bottom for scenes with other people and she would go off and top for scenes for other people 
again, she only would, st- we only stepped in and did scenes together when there was nobody else. So inevitably that happened at public dungeons because at private dungeons, I was, I was surrounded by my friends. So somebody was always doing a scene with me, but I know we did scenes at, I think, Crucible twice, mm-hmm. uh, Winterfire one year. I don't, I think at this point, the only quote kink that daddy and I do is the, is, um, CGL. We did quite a few orgasm control scenes when we first got together and the infamous, uh, what did we call that? The trifecta scene that we did, which was he made me hold the Hitachi while he was doing a dildo in me. And then he took my violet wand and went boop right on the ass. That worked a lot, huh? There was no asking for permission. There was no countdown. There was no warning. Surprise! Boom. And we've done that to a couple people since then. Like, together, we've co-topped on a different person and did that. And it worked on, like, the two or three other people that we did it on. Every time. But as far as... Like, I think I've mentioned this before. Daddy and I don't really have kinky sex. I, I use his fetish a lot, but we don't have... Like, for the last, I don't know how long, it's just been not as important. The only thing that we've consistently kept up, which isn't a sexual aspect, is the CGL part. And I've had other partners for other kinks, like pegging. He's not into pegging, so I have other partners for that. But I physically don't come or get off from pegging. I get turned on by their howling and stuff. But not, that's, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. It was just an anecdote. Okay. That's all right. You're allowed to. We've been recording all morning. So it's a bit. I don't even know what episode that. We just keep, we just keep <laughs> yip, yip, yapping. I just, I guess the point that I really, really want people to understand is that you actually are all doing platonic kinks without realizing it because the entire enormity of your dynamics is not all sexual. Mm-hmm. And you can touch body parts. You can touch genitals and it's not sexual. It could be sexual for one of you, but not the other one. Had an interesting conversation um, yesterday with somebody who talked about they would do rope with their submissive and the submissive would be turned on by doing the rope. And when the scene was over, the submissive would walk over to, let's say, a corner of the room and jack off. Ooh. While they were cleaning up the rope, they did not participate in the scene. They were not feeling sexual. They didn't want to get it on because that wasn't what doing rope did for them. So for the, for the top, it was a platonic kink. For the bottom, it was a sexual thing because they did the rope so they could get turned on and then have an orgasm. Yeah. And I guess I can, I can see where that would be. I- I don't know. I guess it depends on like your mindset about what is sexual and what isn't. Because for a lot of people, your top just touching your boobs is sexual because it's genitalia. But to you and to the top, no. I'm just a mold of clay and just, I'm just clay to mold and just move the boobs around wherever you yeah. need to, to do what you need to do. Put that in your smoke and pipe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. That's why I can't speak. <laughs> Because one of the questions that came up, here's another question that came up that kind of goes along with this. Somebody said, can you do kink with somebody you're not physically attracted to? 
good question. Can you? I can. And have. And I'm not going to say which one of my tops I feel that way about. <laughs> uh, secret. Or bottoms. All of them. Or bottoms. <laughs> because they are not Chris Evans. Yeah, but some are cute. I know. Yeah, I can. I have no problem kinking with people who are who are not physically attractive to me. It doesn't matter. Has nothing to do with it for me. And, and I'm I'm actually still kind of surprised that people are still even asking that question. I was hoping we were beyond this. Yeah. Well, I. The other thing is, I'm not attracted to a whole lot of people. I can admire them. But, like, I'm more likely to be like, oh, my God, your tattoo is gorgeous and be, like, ad- admiring of the tattoo or something than the person. And I can't say that there's a whole lot of people that I'm attracted to. I might look at them and go, oh, they're pretty or mm-hmm. handsome or attractive. But they're, they're not doing it for me. Well, and the other thing is, as far as, like, demos go... It's really not smart to only play with people who are attractive to you. I think you miss a lot of opportunities. If you limit who you will kink with to only those you find attractive, you're going to miss out on a lot of chances. I've spoken to people, and inevitably this has been women. Coincidence? I don't know. But there are women in our group who have said, I can only kink with somebody that I am romantically involved with. And that's their personal choice. Great. But, but then it's funny because then I see them actually kinking with somebody. They're not because they'll come and they'll do electro with you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, who the hell was that? Oh, my God. That's interesting. Now I need to know who that is. We'll, we'll talk off. Yeah. No, no. Because that my. you know what that means, though, right? What? I win. Why do you win? Because I won them over. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like this idea. <laughs> I won them over to the dark side. <laughs> I think people don't even think about it. I think when they go, oh, well, I'm I'm only going to kink with those that I'm sexual. They don't think about demos as I've just kinked. Well, yeah, because like um, I went and did a wax demo a couple times because I wanted to try it. And I don't know that I really thought of it as kinking with that person because it was literally on my arm. Technically, you did. Yeah. You did wax play. Exactly. If you did wax play. You kinked. Um, or another- is that cunked? I'm not sure. Cunked? Because, you know, past tense. No, never mind. Whoa! You drink that coffee right now yeah. because that, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> cunked? Why not cronked? Yeah, go. Because he's dumb. Who? Cronk. Emperor's New Groove, Cronk. Didn't say it. Yzma's little side I boy. S- I didn't say it. Side hustle? Side boy? Side hunk? I didn't see it. I don't what's, know. What's a, it's not a side chick. It's a side hunk, right? Crunk? Crunk? No. I'm cutting that all about it. <laughs> Thank you. Please. Fuck me. <laughs> and then thinking about other stuff, I had a fire cupping experience where yeah, I was. it was my first one and it was with this person that I completely trusted, have known for years. This is like his thing. He does this. And it was like having a massage, but it was kink. Yes. And I felt nothing sexual for him, was not turned on by the experience at all. It was just an experience. All right. So here I'm going to blow your mind, right? It, you thought of it as kink. There are people who go to massage places 
and they'll do fire cupping there. Is that kink? Is it kink when it's physical therapy? That's the question. Oh, here's another cool part Ooh, about- Yes, okay. okay. So this really got uh, physical therapy. I've had a TENS unit on me during physical therapy. Is that kink? I sure as hell let the, the physical therapist know that why I was laughing so hard about it when he pulled out the TENS unit. He's like, he's like, because he put it on my knee because arthritis and the knee and physical therapy, all that good stuff. So he turned it up and turned it up and turned it up. And I'm like, when am I supposed to stop? He goes, when it, when it is almost too much. And I went, okay, turned it up, turned it up, turned it up. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh yeah, right there. That feels really good. And he goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, I have one of these. Oh, you do this to your knee? No, this is the first time I've put it on my knee. And he's just like, ah, okay, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Therefore, when, when, when does it become kink? I don't know. I was fully clothed. I, I, so the fire cupping, you know, to us is kinky because it's in a kink party at a kink scene. It's all about con- context. So I guess that's the line. It's the, it's the atmosphere. It's the context. It's who you're doing with, who you're doing it with and the purpose. I have another example. Oh, yes. Medical play. So getting an exam at the doctor's office, not kinky. Doing it with your friend who's a sexy nurse in a little uniform with her red hair all done up and she's doing an exam. I love reading medical play erotica. Oh, no, I was talking about a specific person. I know you're talking about. I'm just saying this is I love medical play erotica. Yeah. I can assure you I've never felt that way actually during the exam. Nope. Which, by the way, remember that one person who thought that was what happened? Yeah. That was. I mean, I have a fantasy of having a massage by a very cute, sexy male masseuse that turns into a sexual encounter. You just want that happy ending. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to be very happy. But like, you know, again, examine a doctor's office completely different when it's in the context of a kink scene that you have negotiated, planned out and have certain things that you're going to do, even if nobody orgasms from it. And again, I will do that with this one friend that I was just talking about with her cute little red hair. And she's a friend of mine. We do not have anything romantic going on. Platonic. She is, she is cutie. She's so cute. But again, it's completely platonic. And it would just be like me fucking rah-rah. It's a service. (laughs) There is a large component of the kink community that identifies as asexual. That was was another question that we heard. Can you kink if you're asexual? Absolutely. Because? PDSM is not always about sex. Yay! <laughs> we had to get our line right. That was total role reversal there. Did I did I do it right? I had the I'm inflections very, and everything. I'm verklempt. That was beautiful. Oh, I'm so good. That at, was beautiful. I'm good at Thank imitating. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going oh, to, do, you, do you need tissue? And tissue. <laughs> tissue. I hardly even know you, young Frankenstein. Oh, have you actually heard of that? And Mel Brooks? I remember now. I watched it. Okay. Yes, yes, I did. It took me a second. (laughs) It's been a really long time. That was an old joke from my marriage. That was one of our favorite jokes. Well, I just, I say, do you need a tissue for your issue? (laughs) I probably got that from Mm -hmm. Young Frankenstein now that I think about it. Probably. All right. So I'm hoping that... I know several people who identify as asexual who absolutely partake in kink. And we're going to talk to some of them, see if we can get them in for interviews so we can do an episode on kink and asexuality. 
Yeah, a couple of people that we've already talked to, and then I think you mentioned it to them at one point, and they're like, oh, me, 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 let me do this interview. So, yeah, and like, they are also big proponents of platonic kink because of that. Right. It's, f- you're fully capable of doing that. Like, I think the ACE community would be one of the biggest proponents of this. We're like, yeah, it's not, you don't have to have anything to do with sex. And again, it comes down to what sex means to you. As we talked about the fact that to me, being naked and having my genitals touched doesn't necessarily mean sexual because my genitals are not being touched with the purpose of trying to bring me to orgasm. Right. And, you know, a bunch of us would have that same opinion. But, you know, there's the the Puritan group where like showing your ankles would be considered sexual. Yeah, that's not me. No. I'm naked all the fucking did, damn time. Did not you me. know that way back in the day, people used to knit covers for table legs because the sight of a naked table leg was thought to incite sexual thoughts in a man? Do you know there are very, very religious Jews who have sex by taking a sheet, cutting a hole out, and that's the dick comes through the hole into the woman's vagina, and that's how they have sex. That's not fun. They don't view a sex as something you do for fun. It's for procreation. I think I watched a movie on that. There was like a Netflix four-part miniseries about um, ultra-orthodox or something that I think had that or something similar anyway. Yeah. And my point being is if God didn't intend for it to be fun, we wouldn't have orgasms. Oh, hell, even the Amish <laughs> think it's for pleasure. I mean, come on. Um, anyway, the the point is... <laughs> Oh, dear, we got distracted. Oh, so many off-topic conversations. (laughs) Like, that's not a thing that we ever do. (laughs) See, I can be sarcastic sometimes. I know. I love that about you. I have to work at it, but I can be sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think I'm sarcastic. I don't even try. (laughs) I'm just sarcastic. (laughs) Okay. Our boobs keep bumping into the mic. It's a problem. I just breathe and it happens. (laughs) And for me, I just keep everything up higher. So I can't reach. I, I can't. I can't heavy. reach. Not the boobs. The boobs are down. Boobs down low. They wobble to and fro. If I'm not wearing a bra, <laughs> sure. I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> I'm hoisting mine up right now. With don't my arms. don't tell anybody. I I don't have a bra on. I, I won't. Tell it's anybody the weekend. I really try hard not to wear them on the weekends. I wear them all the time. See, that's my reward. We did that whole episode of punishment and reward. That would be the reward. I'm a good girl, so I don't have to wear a bra. That works, right? But then who's going to walk around and, like, hoist them up when you go down the stairs? I've had a lot of volunteers. That's (laughs) not an issue. (laughs) When I talked about having heavy boobs, I get a lot of volunteers. But let's get back on topic again. Okay. Platonic platonic kink. Do it. It's fun. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) That's how you want to close this? (laughs) Platonic kink. Just do do it. Well, I think, does it really anything else need to be said? No, probably not. I think we're good. That's, we're good. Just do it. Yeah, because we're getting slap happy again, so yeah, I need you bit. to slap me. I'm going to slap you and you're going to get happy. Yes. Er. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. 
And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast and check out our Pink Kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.